walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. I am not Pastor Courtney, nor am I Jeff. Uh, my name is Dan Van Voris, and I have been uh, given the opportunity to do this week's PCOM podcast, and I'm so happy to do so. I've been attending PCOM since the first in-person services back in June. I'll tell you a story about that in just a second. I attend with my wife, Beth Ann, and our two boys. Uh, the oldest is Court, he's 12 years old, and my youngest is Raymond, and he's nine years old. And the reason that Pastor Courtney asked if I would come and host this episode of the show is that I'm a church historian and a professor, and I've been a podcaster since 2013. And that's, that's a wild story for another time, but recently I've been a scholar-in-residence with a group called uh, 1517. You can find them at 1517.org. And since 2019, my main project has been something called the Christian History Almanac. It's a, a free five-ish minute podcast every day. I tell a story about a character or an event in the church, and then I end uh, with a poem or a reading. The, the first 700 shows, those ended with uh, a poem usually, and for the past year, we've been ending uh, with a Bible verse. So recently on this show, uh, Pastor Courtney has been talking about the celebration of All Saints Day, that uh, church holiday that, that comes right around Halloween. And she asked if I might come on and talk a little bit about church history and this holiday. So that's what I'm going to do today on this podcast. But first, I want to tell you a story. So my wife and I had been looking for a church for, for a little while. I think during COVID, a lot of things uh, were, were shaken up and uh, at our old church, our, our pastor was leaving, and, and we decided we wanted to look for something maybe a little closer and maybe with uh, some, some more youth uh, opportunities and service opportunities. So we started praying about uh, attending a new church, and uh, it was, you know how it is, it's a tricky thing to do. And so uh, eventually I'm, I'm looking around and I, I find Pastor Courtney on Twitter. We have some uh, friends in common on that website, and uh, she had actually followed my, my podcast. And uh, I knew she was a pastor, and I knew she was a local pastor, but I was really surprised to find that she was a pastor just down the road from where we lived. So uh, on the first Sunday that uh, PCOM had church back in person, uh, my wife and sons were out of town, so I decided I was going to go to the first service and check it out. And uh, I loved it. It was a, a fantastic sermon. It just felt really, really right. And actually on the way home, I, I called my wife and said, I think we're really going to like this. I think I want to give this a shot. So turns out the next week we went on a small vacation up to Lake Arrowhead. And as I was, uh, uh, you know, trying to do things with the family, we, we realized everything shut down. There's not much to do. So let's, let's go home. We'll, we'll make something of this uh, another way. And on the way home from Lake Arrowhead, there's a little uh, tiny park and, you know, it's, it's, it's got a sign and it's got some trees, but it's nothing huge. But we decide let's let's stop and we've got our dog with us. So we pull in and uh, maybe two cars in the parking lot and we start to walk around and we're, we're going to walk to this tree. Uh, but we figure, well, let's just go around the whole pathway. And so as we're walking uh, up in the mountains, 
we come across a, a family and they're sitting eating some snacks and, and we pass them. And I, I look and I, that's Pastor Courtney and Pastor Daryl, who I didn't know at the time, and their kids. I'm just shocked, so I, I just keep walking like a, like a dummy. And, uh, you know, about 30 seconds, I think, oh, I, no, if that is them, I've got to stop. I've got to do something. So I go back, and uh, in my kind of awkward way, I didn't figure out what I should say. I said, uh, where, where are you, where are you going? what's your name? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like you, I should have said, hi, my name is Dan, and I think I went to your church last Sunday. That didn't happen. They were very gracious, as we know. They are very gracious. Um and and it's them on a on a path, uh, in a in a little tiny park, uh, you know, uh, in the mountains. And we talked and got to know them a little bit. And then as we walked away, um, just realized, wow, like that, God couldn't answer a prayer uh, any any more directly. We thought, and so since then we have been so happy to be at Pecom. So let's talk about All Saints Day. Uh, of course, doing this takes us to the church calendar in general, and we can talk a little bit about the church calendar. In some traditions, uh, like the Catholic and, and the Orthodox traditions, the church calendar can be binding. Uh, All Saints Day can be referred to as uh, a principal feast day or a day of holy obligation. Now, Protestants are going to use the church calendar, when they use the church calendar, not as something binding, uh, but as a guide to, to help us remember, to, to take us through the church year. And, and this particular holiday, All Saints Day, goes uh, back at least to the 8th century. It was a, a day to celebrate kind of all the saints, uh, especially those that maybe we, we passed on. It was almost like a, a catch-all day. Maybe we forgot about a saint. You know, every day on the church calendar, just about every day has a saint. Uh, but Pope Gregory thought, well, what if, what if we're missing some? And so it kind of became like a, a catch-all. I was thinking like, a, like allspice, you know, all saints. Although uh, I, I did just learn that allspice isn't just all the spices put together. It's its own spice. I think that's misleading. So uh, Halloween, All Saints Day, this whole time of year has traditionally been uh, a time to remember the dead. And that can seem pretty morose. I mean, just look at the kinds of, of movies and decorations. And, and this can be a really dark time. And this goes back in history. Think about spring. Of course, we have Easter, but that's, that's where we find the festivals and celebrations of, of rebirth and new life. And now, as the days are getting darker and shorter, we start to think about our own mortality. And so all across the globe, we see festivals uh, looking at the face of, of death. We had Samhain in the Celtic world, and uh, was it Lemuel in uh, the Roman world, and of course with the Roman Empire, all of these holidays kind of get mushed together. And then oftentimes what Christianity would do is it would transform those days. It wouldn't get rid of the days, but it would it would do something to kind of turn it on its ear. And, and I think that's that's what Christianity really does well. It really does a kind of a good job at holy irony. It seems that Christianity revels in turning things uh, upside down, right? Last is first and death is life and leading is serving and God is man. And so when Christianity sees these these dark days, these 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 celebrations in some ways of, of something very sad, of death, we come in and don't say, oh, don't look there. Uh, we say, look, look, even, look even deeper. There, there's something here. 
I love the tradition in some cultures of, uh, in some Mexican cultures of the, the Dia de los Muertos, where they, they remember the dead and they're celebrating those who have passed, but they're doing so with sugar skulls and with candy and with bright colors. There's a way in which, uh, by doing that, they're echoing the poet John Donne. Uh, you might know the, the poem, uh, Death Be Not Proud. Uh, but of course, Death Be Not Proud by John Donne is really just a poetic interpretation of Paul, who writes, um, you know, Death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? You think you're such a, a baddie, uh, but we're not afraid of you. And there's a, a great, great comfort in that, that not only are we remembering those who have passed, but we're saying, um, that death, we're not afraid of you. We're not scared. So let's look at All Saints Day historically again and, and see it as part of a three-day observance in the church called All Hallows Tide. Of course, you see hallow and you think Halloween, and there's something there, but you can also think of a time perhaps where you use the word hallow or hallowed, perhaps the hallowed halls of an institution, or think of the Lord's Prayer. We say, hallowed be thy name. Make your name holy. Now, real fast, modern Halloween practices do come from the celebration of All Saints Day. It was thought that malevolent spirits would uh, come out the night before and take on various guises and haunt the living, but they could be bribed. And so you could make cakes and sweets to assuage them. And then if you were a clever uh, little one, you could uh, maybe put on a costume and pretend to be a malevolent spirit and get some of those, those sweets. Well, back to uh, the word hallow. It comes from the, word, uh, the Greek word hagios. And hagios means saint. Hagios is where we get the word holy. And I think this is probably the most important takeaway. All Saints Day and feast days for specific saints can be a really good practice. It's what I do on my show. It's great to see heroes in the faith, but it's also helpful to see the blemishes of people we revere as holy. My show, my podcast, isn't a, a whitewashed picture of the people throughout church history that agree with me. That's sometimes where we can, can go. It's, just, it's really important that we see church history and the story of the saints as sometimes unsettling. And one of the reasons I find it unsettling is because isn't the church supposed to be different? Isn't the church supposed to be separate from? Well, what's another word for being separate from or called out? holy, sainted. We are even when we're not acting like it. All Saints Day for me takes on important historical and personal aspects. So I'd like to just share here how it has encouraged me. Now, my show, The Christian History Almanac, it came at a, an interesting time for me. I'd been doing a podcast for six years, and I had left my job at a university to become a podcaster, and then my partner and I decided that we were going to not do that show anymore. So I needed something to do. And I'd always liked Garrison Keillor's Writer's Almanac on public radio, and I thought I would try my hand at something uh, like it. And I, I don't love all the shows, especially some of the early ones. I'm still working on it. But it has meant that since May 1st, 2019, when the show started, I have been just just nose deep in, in church history, in reading the history of the saints, the history of those who have been called out. And I, I kind of think of it like this. 
Have you ever seen one of those pictures of the known universe or the solar system and you've got the you are here little sticker, right? And you can't feel any smaller. Or, or maybe you've seen one of these timelines of history and you see just how minuscule your little sliver of time is compared to the rest of time. And how does that make us feel? I know for some it makes us feel, makes them feel irrelevant. For some, it's, it's a really scary thought. For many, it's, it's humbling. And for others, and this is myself included, it gives me great comfort that the universe doesn't depend on me. And then it makes it all the more wonderful that the creator of this entire thing has called me out through faith has sainted me. Uh, on my show, we have fun with a lot of the, the more colorful characters sometimes. Uh, I'm a Dr. Gene Scott guy, and I, I know that's not a reference all of you will get, but if you do get it, you know public television, Southern California, kind of like a Wally George type guy. I love those. I, I love the nobodies that become somebodies. I love the really troubled people that God uses. Just last week on my show, we uh, celebrated the, the remembered uh, Rich Mullins, the the Christian uh, singer who was just brilliant and, and tragic. And on another show, I talked about uh, Jonathan Swift, who you might know as the author of uh, Gulliver's Travels, but he was uh, also a priest in the Anglican Church and the dean of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Ireland, and uh, just, just fascinating. But then there are those stories that really bum me out, and I, I really don't want to read about the Crusades or the witch craze uh, or, or other sort of shameful events, but that's what we have. And this is where church history becomes, uh, for me, deeply personal. Because it's a story of a God who has called out saints, imperfect people, with a promise that all things shall be well, but, but not yet. On my show, I tag every ending with the, the little benediction. I say, the rumors of grace, forgiveness, and the redemption of all things are true. Everything is going to be okay. There's a, a longer story why I use those specific words, but the point is this. Church history confounds and confuses, but also comforts. And I think that's what's so great about All Saints Day. It's a day to remember a perfect God working through imperfect people. And I want to finish this podcast by tying it all back to Halloween, if I can. I know All Saints Day is the theological day, but we, I mean, Halloween is really where it's at. We, we've got our costumes ready for this year. My youngest is going as Link from the Legend of Zelda video games. My 12-year-old is uh, some kind of World War I soldier. He liked a mask he found. And my wife and I, we actually just started watching, or we're just finishing now, Parks and Rec. And so uh, Beth Ann will be going as Leslie Nope, and I'll be uh, Burt Macklin. FBI. Nonetheless, here we go. Uh, Martin Luther had a really funny name for people, for Christians. He called us larvae. Yeah, just like the stage in biology, the little critters, larva. Well, larva is Latin for mask. Luther said that we saints are God's masks in the world. God became uh, incarnate in Jesus, but he continues to do his everyday work through us as his masks. God is dressing up as us. How does he tend to the sick and comfort the brokenhearted? By using us. And so maybe as you get 
dressed up for Halloween. And as we remember the saints that have gone before us on All Saints Day, we can remember that we are all saints, God's little masks doing his kingdom work today. So I'm going to end this show. Thank you so much for, for listening and having me, a new guy in the church, do a, a guest pod. I'll end with the double benediction, the one from my show and then the one from Pastor Courtney. And I'll tell you that the rumors of grace, forgiveness, and the redemption of all things are true. Everything is going to be okay. And until next time, take care, be well, and God bless. Thank you.